Hey there, welcome friends to this special episode today. I think you're really in for a treat. We are going to be hearing from multiple voices, friends of the show, listeners to the podcast, and I would call this episode eclectic. Eclectic means to simply glean and derive ideas from a broad and diverse range. And in this case, I believe we're gleaning revelation, experiences that people are having with Christ and his kingdom. And that really is a testimony. It gives us an opportunity to update each other and leverage and accelerate our experience in the kingdom as individuals and together. Welcome, friends, to the podcast, Jesus Smart the Podcast. My name is Brian Del Turco. And this is episode 252, and you can go to the show notes page at jesussmart.com slash 252 for links and scriptures and to take things a little further. I really am convinced that Jesus Christ, he knows how everything works best. He's the ultimate designer. He's our savior, redeemer. He's also passionate about developing his followers as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. He simply knows how everything works best. Hey, I encourage you, we're somewhat in the midst of a series called 52 Days to Accelerate from the book of Nehemiah. I encourage you to listen to episodes 250 and 251. Episode 250 gets at picking up God's heart for that project, need, challenge, opportunity that you're looking at. Episode 252 gets into fasting and prayer as a catalyst to open the way. And we're going to be continuing with, uh, I don't know, maybe two to four more episodes in that mini-series, 52 Days to Accelerate. I mean, is there something you need to, you need to move fast on? Well, uh, do you need oxygen? Uh, do you have to sleep at night? Yes. The answer is yes. I'm sure there's something in your life or maybe multiple things that you need to move on fast in God. And and so we're teasing out kingdom dynamics from uh, the book of Nehemiah. Anytime you get a, a cluster, a kingdom cluster of people together and ask them to update and share what the Holy Spirit is saying to them, what scriptures there uh, are being underscored from them, how the Holy Spirit is speaking to them through the word, what they're praying about, impressions they're receiving from God. I think that all bets are off. And here's a little secret. I think that this is a missing dynamic. It's a generalization, but something of a missing dynamic in the body of Christ today, at least at the level and frequency and scale that we can experience it. So we're doing it here on a podcast. I think you're going to like this. We're calling this simply, They Say. And what this may be is uh, something of a, a genre of an episode, which will crop up from time to time. I believe, my friend, that Christ followers need to wake up to the reality of the dynamism that's in the body of Christ. Let's think about it. Christ as the resurrected and ascended head over all things, seated at the right hand of the Father as a king in his session, in his kingly seating, and the body of Christ on the earth vitally connected to the ascended head. There is a royal anointing that runs through your veins. If you are a Christ follower, we all have an anointing from the Holy One, 
And that anointing is the anointing of the king. It is a royal anointing. And Satan has a false body out there in the world. We could call it the body of the Antichrist, if you will, but it cannot compete. He does not have the weaponry. He does not have the connection with Christ at the right hand of the Father. He does not have the spiritual gifts that we have access to. As we develop in Christ, he cannot compete with it. We are winners because Christ is a winner. And if we do not quit, if we process, if we stay connected, if we persevere, we win for the story and the glory of Christ. So it's really good to hear from other members in the body of Christ what the Holy Spirit is impressing upon them. I think it's catalytic. It helps all of us each in our individual walk and development, as well as in our corporate or community expression of the church, of the ecclesia. Well, let me get out of the way and let's get this underway. Here's Brent. I think one of the major ways I see the Lord working is just in niche communities, you know, and families and, and just close relationships. I think, um, just in the, in the advent of, um, some of the difficulties we've had the past few years, people really are desiring for those, um, those types of relationships to flourish. And they're still, um, they're already still sustained. The Lord has, uh, kind of positioned us both in perseverance and patience, um, you know, for that. I think of um, like Romans chapter five, just um, the Lord's hand on, on perseverance, and you know the, how how essentially that that type of um, testing and and uh, on our current relationships, how that that can really be breathed on by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, the Lord has for me and for others around me in my church, and um, you know my my small circle of friends, but. Um, I do believe uh, the Lord has, um, you know, just a special purpose for each one and just trust in him uh, for for each day. And that uh, that will will meet uh, the moment that the Lord desires. I so appreciate all of these uh, kingdom friends and listeners of the show and friends of the show. Brent, I appreciate what you've shared about niche kingdom communities and connections and the need for persevering in our walk with the Lord, and even persevering, I would say, relationally with each other. It is the micro-ecclesia, perhaps another layer of affiliation on top of your being planted into a local church, and these niches can penetrate specialized areas. Hi, I'm Sylvia, and this is what God is ministering to me right now. God is real. He's teaching me that he's more real than my reality. He's more real than my circumstances. He's more real than my thoughts and my feelings. And there is just one truth that God has a plan. And this plan is to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me hope and a future. So no matter how much you're suffering, no matter how dark it is around you, as long as you stay grounded and believe that God is on your side, you cannot lose because he he has already won. He has already won and he is real and he is with me. And we aren't those people that don't have faith. We have faith and we know that if we believe in him, we have a future and we have a hope. So who am I going to choose to believe? Am I going to believe the circumstances? Am I going to believe my thoughts? Am I going to believe my fears? What future am I going to see for myself? 
what words are going to come out of my mind and my mouth. I choose to stick close to God. I choose to be planted like that tree of someone. And I choose to believe a reality that is more real than what I see with my own eyes. I love that, Sylvia, getting closer to God and understanding and receiving his higher reality, his higher reality, which transcends lower reality. It overcomes it. It transforms it. And friends, did you know that the New Testament word translated as truth is also the word for reality? In the Greek mind, truth is reality. So we receive God's truth. You know, in the Old Testament, there was this tribe called the sons of Issachar, and they understood the times and what Israel ought to do. And there were prophets in the book of Acts, which predicted things like famines. And so there is a a God tell, if you will, uh, predictive and forth telling even national and geopolitical events. I appreciate Steve. 20 years ago, I received a message from the Holy Spirit that this nation would again enter into another great civil war. It would not be the North against the South, not necessarily race against race, although a key component, but one of lawlessness versus civil order. Over the years, I've shared this with many organizations, individuals, and recorded on YouTube for reference. We now stand on the precipice of that event, as even we hear it discussed on the news stations and from our center of government. Recent thoughts have been about staying in sync with Holy Spirit GPS, God positioning system. He reminds me of the faithfulness of God in times past and current times and to keep our mind fixed upon him. Sometimes I get off track and I will hear a recalibrating and I so appreciate the fact that even in this chaotic world that we can have peace. Isaiah 26 3 tells us he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is fixed upon him because we trust in him. So let's remember that beautiful song of keep your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and things of the world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And remember the uh, eye vision test we had for peripheral vision, how we had to keep our eye upon the center light while other lights uh, just went around and around that center light. And we were to hit our buzzer when we saw those lights in the periphery while keeping our eye on the center light. A good message for today, keeping our eyes fixed upon Jesus. And Ferris, I just love that idea of GPS, God's positioning system, and our our need to really fix our eyes on Jesus, focus on Christ, and sort of blur out all the peripheral. We know it's there, we can deal with it, but our primary focus is upon Christ, upon the reality of his kingdom, and then everything else starts coming into alignment, and we're able to work effectively on those peripheral issues as needed. Hello, I'm Jason from Destiny Church here in Naples, Florida. You know, God is doing some great things here in our ministry in Southwest Florida. You know, the Bible says in Mark chapter 1 that when Jesus was getting baptized, that he came out of the water and immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending. I believe in our region we are experiencing this open heaven. 
It's producing a new sound in our church and in our region. It's a response to the move of the Spirit that is descending. I believe God is speaking right now more than ever to our area that there is a call to unity of the body of Christ. It's this unity that commands the blessing of His presence, which we will experience that glory. It's when we gather that we truly are in his midst. You know, just as the water was moving and rippling as Jesus was baptized, we have experienced these ripples of revival that are turning into waves of his glory. Hey, listen, visit us at destinynaples.org if you would like to experience what God is doing here. God bless you. I love this, Jason. Jason is the associate pastor at Destiny Church in Naples, Florida, with Greg and Bobby Ball, great friends from the past. Great things are happening in that church in Southwest Florida. I love this idea of heaven opening and the Spirit descending. And even as I was listening to your recording, Jason, I I thought, you know, at water baptism and the opening of the heavens over an individual and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon an individual, that is a precursor of a much larger opening in heaven when the heavens are totally rent and ripped open at the coming of Jesus Christ. We start living in the light of that right now. This is Penny. I just wanted to share Ephesians uh, 6, 10, and 11 with you. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. These are trying and turbulent times. This is not a time for passivity and weakness. As followers of Christ, we need to show strength. Things may get worse before they get better. Be strong, not weak, as followers of Christ. That's my lovely wife, Penny. I so appreciate you and love you, Penny. And I remember one time, some years ago, we were in a hot prayer time, a hot prayer meeting with some trusted prayer people and specifically a really trusted intercessor and somebody who ministered into our lives. And I remember her praying over Penny and saying that God was installing a rod down her spine, a rod of strength, a rod of warfare. And she actually went through this like physical motion of praying for her spine and like the deposit of this rod into her. And don't let her trick you. She might seem mild, meek. Uh, I've seen her when that rod comes into play. And um I so appreciate you, Penny. You know what? The best day of my life was when I was born again. I I, I found myself saying this recently. The best day of my life was when I was born again. The second best day is when I began to wake up to what happened when I was born again. And the third best day is when I was born the first time. Okay. (laughs) The first time. You know, we're born once and thus the need to be born again because something is fundamentally wrong and needs to be renewed. But I'm going to say the third best day of my life is when I met Penny and the fourth best day of my life is when I was born the first time. This is Frank Viola, author of the book Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom and creator of the Insurgents podcast and the Christ is All podcast. Brian asked me to share that which comes to the forefront has to do with mentoring and masterminds. If we look at the ministry of Jesus, we see that he had a certain model of raising up disciples. The first tier was his ministry to the masses, and he gave general ministry to the multitudes. The second tier was his ministry to the 70. 70 disciples 
who he sent out on a specific mission. The third tier was his ministry to the Twelve. And to that group, he shared the mysteries of the kingdom. There were also some women who were a part of the Twelve. Luke calls them the women. And it was probably between four and seven women. And then the fourth tier was the smallest of all. It was made up of three, three of the 12 disciples, Peter, James, and John. Now, that leads me to this idea of masterminds. The Christian camp is routinely behind the ball when it comes to creativity, effectiveness, conversions to its cause, etc. And there is something known as a mastermind, which is really built on scriptural principles. But Christian leaders, for the most part, have no idea what it is. It falls into this category of the various tiers, and Jesus' ministry to the twelve and to the three fit in nicely with the concept of masterminds. Every year I do a mastermind called the Insurgents Experience. It's designed for Christian leaders. If you're interested in checking it out, just go to ministrymind.org. But this is what's been on my heart, is the fact that the model that Jesus exemplified in raising up the next generation and passing the baton on is rarely observed today. And this concept of a mentoring mastermind is totally foreign to most Christians. And so I would say it's a burden on my heart to get that message out. I really appreciate you, uh, Frank Viola. I've personally been to a mastermind with Frank. I've been in a room with him and uh, it was powerful. And Frank is gritty. He's granular. He's the real deal. All I've ever sensed from him is authenticity and humility. I highly recommend everything he writes, every podcast that he produces. I highly recommend the book that he's mentioning about the insurgents. And Frank is going to be on the podcast this October. You're going to want to hear that. The verses that I've been pondering this last week are from James 1, 5 through 8. And I love the message translation. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help. And you won't be condescended to when you ask for it. Ask boldly, believingly, without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Wow, how easy is that for us to understand? If we don't know what we're doing, and that's a lot of us a lot of the time, pray to the Father. He loves to help us. He wants to help us. We'll get His help. It's that easy. So I've just been clinging to these verses before what I'm believing in, and I hope they'll help you for what you're believing in too. Stephanie, I actually think one of the best things we can say is, I don't know. You know, when we always think we know everything, we're not open. We cut ourselves off from what we don't know. And our solutions and answers are in what we currently don't know. I love this idea you're sharing. We can ask God for wisdom to help. He's indiscriminate. He's generous to all. He's a way maker. He creates miracles, making a way out of no way. It's all tied up in your ask. Hey, Brian Del Turco, JCL Felto here, just dropping you something here about what the Holy Spirit has been pinging in my life as of late. And, you know, my reading has been out of the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, and I've been ruminating around in the Old Testament for quite a bit. But constant decree from God about how he says, turn away from wicked ways, uh, return to me, recognize who I am. Uh, and you know, your paths will be made straight. And, you know, I just, I felt that in my own life, but just seeing that in the micro, the macro, it's always a good reminder for me. 
God's declaration of how he deals with the wicked always is a very sobering thing for me, uh, especially when I feel like a lot of leadership or people around me are just constantly getting away with stuff. And and, uh, and then I have obviously I have to turn it around and look at myself in the mirror and realize, well, what am I doing that is sinful that uh, God is, is trying to refine me? And so that's something that's really been on my heart as of late. I love it when JCL talks about pinging and receiving a ping from the Lord, a ping from the Holy Spirit. I like that. You know, Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Let's paraphrase it. Be careful what pings you pay attention to, because many pings are coming at you from the world around you. We need to pick up the pings from above, the pings of the Holy Spirit. I love your thoughts on repentance. Keep repenting, keep returning, and the Lord makes ways straight. He takes what's twisted and starts straightening it. I'm a little convicted by that one, JCL. Hi, Brian. This is Angela. So what the Holy Spirit has been showing me recently is about intimacy with God. It kind of started really over this last year or so. I've been on a bit of a journey, which started with me hearing about God's throne room, which really excited me. So I've been asking God to reveal his secrets and mysteries to me. And he simply said, if you seek me, you'll find me. So that led me into Song of Solomon. And I noticed that the girl seems to spend a lot of time seeking her beloved and she's desperate to find him and looking everywhere. The Holy Spirit has been really speaking to me lately about how Jesus wants to have a deep, intimate relationship with each one of us, but also emphasising he wants a deeper, intimate relationship with me personally. Like it's just the two of us, the bridegroom and the bride, not just some kind of vague surface understanding of who he is based on past experiences or the Jesus of the Bible stories, but in a new, deep, much fresher, deeper way. Song of Solomon chapter 2, at the end of verse 13 and 14 in the Amplified Bible, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. So I went with him, and when we were climbing the rocky slopes, the rocky steps up the hillside, my beloved shepherd said to me, O oh my dove, while you are here in the seclusion of the cliffs of the solid rock, in the sheltered and secret place of the cliff, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. So it struck me that he takes you to a, um, the secluded, sheltered and secret place where there's just the two of you. No one else is there. It's just total intimacy between him and you. And from that place of intimacy, it leads you into a deeper encounter with him. And from there, you'll be then invited and taken into the throne room. So that's what the Holy Spirit's been showing me lately. Okay, thanks. Bye for now. Angela, I love your sweet and clear kingdom spirit. And I love your ideas about the throne of grace and the emphasis upon the throne room. You know, Hebrews does say to come before the throne of grace to receive help in time of need. I think you're spot on with your um, exhortation about intimacy, cultivating intimacy with the Lord. And out of that intimate relationship will come increasing revelation and understanding. All bets are off when that starts flowing. You know, I want to encourage anyone who's dealing with past labels put on by themselves or by others. I want to encourage you with examples from the Bible. Rahab, her past was a prostitute. In her later years, she was also the great-grandmother of King David. We can look at Thomas and call him Doubting Thomas because he doubted Christ. But in his later years, he was also seen in the book of Acts advancing the church and spreading the gospel. Peter brash, impulsive, cutting a guy's ears off, denying Jesus. But in his later years, after Christ's death, he stood up and spoke the very first sermon with boldness. So I want to encourage you, as these examples have encouraged me, not allow your past 
to hold you down. Don't allow those labels to stick on you. You're no longer that prostitute. You're no longer that doubter. You're no, no longer that brash, impulsive denier. You're the son. You're a daughter of the Most High God. Jimmy, I like what you're sharing here about labeling and our need to be renamed and relabeled by the Lord and the transformation of our identity. And out of that flows transformative kingdom activity. It really seems to me that God enjoys taking the mislabeled, relabeling them, and redeploying them in his story. And that's what I'm hearing as you share, Jimmy. I hear the Lord saying to his people, Don't neglect time in the secret place alone with me, the one-on-one time in solitude with me. Focus on me. Focus on my voice. There are so many voices and memories and anxieties and imaginations fighting for your attention. Give them to me. Listen with your spirit. Your heart and mind must submit to your spirit as it connects with my Holy Spirit. Think, speak, and act as my spirit directs you. Receive my peace and all that is happening around you. As your mind, will, and emotions, past, present, and future, and loved ones are surrendered to my care, I have you and I love you. Fear not, for I am with you. You are mine. I appreciate Tammy and her husband, Doug. We used to be part of their small group when they had a small group, and we're part of the same church together. And they are loving, prophetic people, the real deal, very solid. I would say that Tammy carries gifts of healing. You know, the gifts of healing is the only uh, gift of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 that's plural in nature. My personal conviction is that Tammy has a therapeutic, prophetic anointing on her. I would encourage you to go to her website, springs-water.com. She is a life coach, a relationship coach, and if you're looking for coaching for individuals and couples with a solid prophetic edge on it, she's the one. Hey, Brian, Mark Russick here. Thanks for asking the question, what has the Lord been speaking to me in these days and perhaps some scriptures that are on my heart? Without question, if I were to choose one word, it would be urgency. I'm going to point to a couple of scriptures here. 2 Timothy 2.4, it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Let me flip the script now. 2 Peter 3.3, know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with with their mocking, following after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. So here you have Paul speaking to Timothy and, and encouraging him to be ready, to be knowledgeable, to be prepared uh, no matter what. And Peter saying, There will be mockers, there will be others, you know, who will make fun of you, poke fun of you. Uh, but, but you know, we are to just uh, move forward in, in what the Lord has put on our hearts. And I would kind of give the example of these bookends in Paul in Acts 17, when he preaches and ministers to the people of the unknown God, and that some of them sneered and they mocked him, but yet others listened to him and followed him. So it's it's our job to put on uh, or to speak and to be bold and to be strong, to put forth the words that the Lord gives us, that Holy Spirit gives us, and it's his job to draw them in. So, uh, you know, I would just say, you know, if I 
look around the world today, and, and I, as a Christian, can see some things, but even the non-believers, they'll look, and, and they'll, everybody knows there's something innately wrong, that there's there's something going on in the world that they maybe not be able to put their finger on. And if you're a believer, you can just look at the Word of God, because so many things are happening just as the Lord had testified or prophesied as much as 2,500 to 3,000 years ago. So I would just close with the words of Jesus, where he says, Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy in this book, meaning the book of Revelation. And then it closes with, He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Jesus is coming soon. We don't know the day or the hour, but we see the signs around us. We see what's happening. And and Jesus himself said, When you see these things happening, look up, for your redemption draws nigh. So, uh, you know, I would just encourage your audience to, to you know, stand and, and be prepared and to study the Word and to look for opportunities to, to minister the Word of God. Know that Holy Spirit is with you. Know that angels are working with you. And and, and get ready, because exciting things are happening, and, and, and we are to really look at this as an opportunity uh, that, that the Lord has given us to minister the Gospel. So I've gone on long enough. Uh, if anyone's interested, my heart, my passion is to get to the veracity of truth concerning the Scriptures, the, the, the reality of Jesus. You can find me on RussickOutlook.com. That's R-U-S-S-A-K-O-U-T-L-O-L-O-O-K. Uh, I'm on Rumble, YouTube, bunch of the social media sites, RussickOutlook.com. God bless you and God bless your listeners. Thank you. Hey, Mark is a new friend from the New York City area. Really appreciate you, Mark. He's a researcher in beast mode. If you ever get into his content, and I encourage you to. Strong researcher, strong teacher, very edgy. Go back in January of this year, 2022, and listen to a couple episodes on the Jesus Smart Podcast where he and I talked about the Nephilim in Genesis 6, giants. How did giants get into the human bloodstream. But that's just the tip of the iceberg with Mark. I encourage you to check his content out. He's all about bringing people back to the validity of truth and the person of Jesus Christ. Well, I've enjoyed this. I've been edified by it. And I uh, and when I go on my walk next and listen to this episode, I know I'm going to be edified again. I just know that when members of the body of Christ start opening their mouths and updating each other, good things start happening. You can catch the show notes page for this episode at jesusmart.com slash 252 for links and to take things a little further. And while you're there, you may be interested in other episodes and articles. Thank you, friends and listeners to the podcast. Thank you, everyone uh, who contributed to this episode. Uh, Lord willing, I think we may make this a periodic episode where we hear from listeners. I think this sort of relational dynamic is what we need at this time to help leverage and accelerate and break through into new spaces together. It's about being together. Thank you for passing this episode along to your friends and contacts. I'm sure you know someone who needs to hear this. The future belongs to Jesus. I'm resolved about it. So does the now. He is absolutely brilliant. If we walk with him, guess what? We're going to start catching, picking up his brilliance and bringing that through your own life. And as you run with others in a unique way, let's connect again next time.